0: listening to the Melanated movement podcast with Tess and Ann. We invite you to take a deep breath, open your mind and prepare to go on this wild ride. Episode loading in 5 4 3 2 goes away. As soon as like the, like our music styles, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna scream my head off. I'm like, no, someone's probably listening with their headphones, don't scream too loud and then nothing. Yeah, comes and then it's just like and it just breaks it's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Melody Movement Podcast. This is Anne with my amazing co-host Tess. Hey, Tess. Hello, hello. Anne, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I- <laughs> Actually, I was feeling like shit earlier, but now that I've gotten a chance to like, you know, like talk to you, I feel so much better. Yeah, yeah. Same. It's like therapy. It's yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked we talked quite a bit before we started recording. Yeah. yeah. We have a little thing when we get together, we set up while we're setting up, we catch up. We catch up, and we kind of, like, talk through things. How are, How's life going? And then just we hit on certain topics. And I feel like with that, it's like we get um, that good energy before we start or that calming energy before we start. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really a good recipe for success for us. Like, we always take that I little agree. bit of time and, yeah. I definitely agree. I agree with your yeah. agreement. I
1: agree You agree with my agreement. I agree, I agree, I
0: agree. <laughs> I agree that you agree to my agreement exactly. that you agree. <laughs> I've actually gotten a few people compliment the way we bounce off each other and mm-hmm. every time they say I'm like yeah I agree because of course like the podcast I listen to was the Millennium Movement Podcast with Tess and Ann and,
1: Absolutely.
0: I, <laughs> and I do like listen to the way that we the same way that we always do it so we listen we take notes we kind of like give ourselves and each other like notes about how we had one episode versus the next episode let's do this oh this sounded great whatever but I always notice like our banter and was like yeah I like our dynamic a lot I do too I, and
1: I don't know we were we were at an event on Saturday and we um, we had like this new listener right Mm -hmm. and he's just like yo absolutely I'll listen to it but then the actually getting that feedback like oh I love it I was like oh it's um, it's great right. mm-hmm. there was just something so encouraging it about was. it I was just like oh okay so like it's not and of course like you know rationally right mm-hmm. and logically that it's not going into the void it's not speaking into the void but like getting that affirmation that validation from time to time mm-hmm. just feels like so reaffirming it's and I nice. love it
0: I agree it's yeah. been I have to say for anyone that takes the time to give us feedback like I, we always say we the feedback, we really take it, and we're like, oh, good. We're like, it's like an exhale for us, and then, like, it feels like, okay, we're doing it, people hear us, and then people are very honest. I feel like our friends are very honest, we're like, okay, that topic was hot, oh, yeah, I was really mm-hmm. into that, oh, that's that. and then when family hears us, especially when we have like our sex series, like, nah, girl, I'm not saying I'm not listening to that one, and that's okay, too. Yeah, they told us, absolutely, <laughs> straight up, I'm we're like, not, nah. no, I don't want to taint this image. Fair, because <laughs> if they did a sex episode, I wouldn't be listening either, I'm not going to hold you.
1: But you know, I've also received, like, the, you know, the other side of that is, like, feedback from people I thought were going to maybe bristle a little bit mm-hmm. at the topic actually mm-hmm. say, you know what? I learned so much, especially about, like, the kink series. Like, we yes! talked about the kink world. The kink series. And then, like, how, like, you know, they mm-hmm. learned. Like, there's so many things that I learned that I didn't even know existed, and that's so interesting. I like that. So you know, that was really oh my nice. God.
0: Speaking of the kink series or the kink episode with Jada Waita, um, uh, people have just felt really okay with talking to me about keek's <laughs> i Have mean, you gotten, like, weird... Not weird, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> the, spill, spill, the conversations spill. just have been really juicy. Like, <laughs> I've had two people just come up to me and talk to me about how interested they are about, you know, doing the dominatrix thing. And I will put you on. And I'll also, like, I'll like if I find someone that's interested in dominatrix or anything like that, I put them on with Jada, tell them how to get involved. Mm-hmm. However, they tell me all the things they're interested in. I'm like, girl, I... That's a lot. It's, it's doing a lot. However, I mean, I'm gonna sip the tea. I'm gonna listen to what you gotta say. I, I will listen. I will Absolutely. listen. Absolutely. I, please, like, please, spill, spill. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm don't, don't ever, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Like, I wanna hear about it. But I mean, I ain't got the tips or nothing like that for you. But I got somebody for that ass. You me? Know? I got resources. I got resources. The Con, contacts and networks.
1: I may not be. I may not be an expert, but I know somebody who got you exactly. I got you. I got, you. I got
0: Oh man, so Tess, what are we talking about today? Oh my goodness!
1: So speaking of like hot, like these uh, invigorating conversations, right? <laughs> it's very inspiring ones. We really just started kind of spilling our guts. Like it just happened so organically, yeah. and it's just fascinating to me how easy it is to talk to you. I and like the
0: comfort that we yeah, have. Yeah, it it's actually really took some time for us to build it, and I love it. I do too. Yeah. I do too.
1: Um, we want to talk about our inner child.
0: Yeah, that girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I know.
1: talking about <laughs> vulnerability.
0: I, I definitely think we're hashtag the vulnerable pod. Like, it, yep. it matches our, our. I guess, our, our energy. I think it's, it's very nice. important for us to be vulnerable. Yep. We're able to have our therapy and our listeners able to have theirs, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I have absolutely no qualms in sharing that. I, I, I've done therapy. I've gone to therapy mm-hmm. for quite a bit of time. And... A lot of my, like, coping skills and a lot of things that I've, like, learned and changed my perspective on and about has been because of therapy. Mm -hmm. So, listen, therapy is great. Um, I know that it's been more talked about, especially amongst our generation, but I also wanted to, like, I don't know, like, give um, light to other forms of Healing Mm -hmm. that that don't necessarily follow that traditional route because I remember when you we were talking about something that had happened to me and your question was like hey are you like are you back in therapy and I'm like no I don't feel like I need it and you immediately your follow up was like okay well do you like write about it mm-hmm. did you journal about it did you meditate Like, did you process it right and it's like I've really appreciated that because like you the the question didn't end there and people think like therapy oftentimes like the end all be all to, mm-hmm. to things and fixing your issues or addressing your issues but it's it really isn't there it's are like so a, many ways yeah. that we can do that and going back to our roots like a lot of it involved like Really, like meditation
0: and journaling and processing, processing. right? And we have processing is the most important part, Mm -hmm. yes, because. I feel like for me, when it comes to processing, I have to like say it out loud or write it down and then take that second to take it in. Mm-hmm. When I write it down, sometimes when I'm afraid of my feelings, I'll write it and then I'll close my journal. I'm like, okay, okay, it's out. It's mm-hmm. out. It's out. But then um, when I feel calmer, I go back and I'll read it and I'll, I'll better understand the way I was feeling at that moment. Mm-hmm. And it actually gives me the process that I need. Because mm-hmm. writing it, of course, that energy, putting it out, it's kind of like, okay, the motion is starting, so you do feel a little bit better. But when I get that opportunity to sit back and I'm calm and I read it, I'm like, okay, I now understand. What it is, and it'd be a lot of emotion on the paper, but then in the calmer state, it's like you're able to, like, okay, I'm okay now. I understand either why I was feeling that way or maybe why I reacted that way, and now I'm processing like that feeling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna ask follow up questions. I'm that girl, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I like that. (laughs) So tell me, Anne,
1: when did you become, I guess, aware of your inner child, or when did you first get to know your inner child, or even like when did you first? to know, like, inner child, like, having an inner child and being in touch with an inner child was, like, a thing. Okay.
0: you Okay, let me circle back to, like, what is an inner child. I had to actually look that up because someone had asked me that before and I had, like, no idea what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, like, an inner child is, I guess, your like, yourself is kind of like you know what they say when um you're not able to hold on to certain things before the age of six or by the age of six you forget Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so your inner child is things you've experienced before you learned how to process them and they're like in your subconscious so that's beautiful yeah right I I learned that I was like okay that makes sense Uh, I have to learn to like really take time to um, understand that can you say your question one more time
1: yeah like when did you first become aware of it or when did you first come to learn about your inner child but it was even a thing
0: yeah it was actually um not too long ago maybe a few years ago it was in 2020 i feel like 2020 was a big year um Mm -hmm. for me for many 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 reasons Mm -hmm. and i was forced to learn who my inner child was um i was struggling um with a few things i'd gone through a lot of major changes i had just gone out the military i had just quit my civilian job Um, I was being harassed in different cases, and it wasn't just that job, but it was different things. I mean, here we are. (laughs) We made it through. We survived. And then um, I decided to go into therapy just because I'm like, I'm really going through a lot. It's 2020. We're in the house. I'm not able to get the um, exposure that I need to release certain things I was holding on to. And when I started therapy, my first therapist was a dick, and I was like, nah, I'm going to try to figure this out on my own before I actually found a therapist that worked for me Mm -hmm. and um, I began to meditate because I am someone who enjoys yoga I enjoy meditation or whatever Um, and at that point I was like I mean I'm at home (laughs) so Mm -hmm. let me take advantage Um, so I would garden and I would meditate and at that time um, my mom is someone who has an amazing green thumb. She you know does. that, like she has. An, she has a forest behind her house, mm-hmm. but she has it to where it's giving her everything she needs, and she does more medicinal and um, certain plants that we use the most versus anything else. And I feel like when I was gardening, I was connecting with her, and by connecting with her, I was connecting with myself and the self that my mom had to take care of. Because you know, like as an mm-hmm. adult, like. You're out of the house. Like, your mom's not necessarily taking care of you. You're mm-hmm. more so, you know, you know, sinking sometimes and taking care of each other in a way where you guys are just taking care of each other emotionally. Of course, my mom does a lot of things for me, but that's what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. So when I was there... Gardening, I was like, oh, why am I so emotional? It was like right after an intense therapy session with the therapist. I wasn't too fond of, and I was like, "There's me and her not clicking. What's going on?" Mm -hmm. And when I was gardening, I was like being completely intentional with my garden. Um, My mom had given me some herbs, and so I was like purposely taking care of the ones she gave me. Like, (laughs) do not kill this plant. Do not kill this plant. (laughs) And like by me like connecting with the plants and reconnecting with my mom, I remembered myself more so as a child. and the happy things I experienced as a kid, remembering myself outside of the state that I was going in because I was so stressed out and because I was dealing with so many things that was really affecting like my happiness. I started remembering things in life that I experienced that I had never said out loud, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they were like on the tip of my tongue. And I was like, What is this? And when I thought about it, I wasn't thinking about it with myself at my grown ass age. <laughs> I was thinking of myself at the age that I experienced it and then I like immediately got like overwhelmed and I had to sit down and I grounded myself and I sat down. I sat down on the ground, because I used to have a yoga mat, and I prayed. I was right next to my plants. I was in the middle, like, I was in the middle of my yard. I sat down, I prayed, and I started crying, like, something off of a movie. It was actually very intense, but I know I needed it, because I needed to be washed. I needed to be cleansed. I was holding so many things. There were so many things happening at once, and then people were starting to notice the changes in me to where, like, I looked like I was about to implode. My mom even said something to me. She's, like, something used to go going on I was like no I'm fine It's like "Ah, you're lying but you're gonna you know Mm -hmm. and that's okay you don't need to put all the stress on your parents anyway but at that moment when I closed my eyes and I prayed and I took that time to center myself and meditate I saw myself in the younger version of myself and I was like smacked with something I hadn't thought about in like over a decade." More than that. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I was like, I have such serious healing to do that exceeds this moment in time that's going to pass. And I need to really start and go back and heal the things that allowed me to take the things that I, you know, went through as an adult. Mm -hmm. There are certain things now that I went through in 2020. I, well, and that is a series of time, of course, but it ended in 2020. I was like, why would I let myself even experience this like Mm -hmm. I am I am in control of my decisions everything in life is a choice and I chose to be in this particular predicament and I was like why are my choice why am I not making the choices why am I relying on others to make the choices for me and at that moment I was like oh yeah Mm -hmm. I need to heal her I need to make sure that my inner child is okay because there's traumas that are not allowing me to really grow Mm -hmm. yeah
1: do you believe that or do you think that some of the some of the experiences that you had and maybe kept repeating, or what was for like a purpose? Or are you part of that? Or do you believe that no, there's not really such a thing? It could have, if it can be avoided, can be avoided. You know what I'm saying? I mean, am I making sense? Yeah, I feel like certain things, I
0: mean, that, that could be a yes and a no,
1: in my opinion. That's
0: fair. Yeah, because I've experienced the same thing over and over with different people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then at a moment when I realized I was experiencing the same thing again, that's when I took a step back and was like, no, I've, I've done this before. Yeah, I you know, grabbed the receipts. Yeah, right? I, I, I've done this before. I've experienced this before. I know this feeling. And that's when I was like, all right, girl, it's time to make a change. But I have to say, like, before, I would, I would do the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... I don't feel like God puts us through suffering just to put you through suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, again, we have free will and we have choice. So the mm-hmm. choices I made allowed me to go through the things that I went through that weren't particularly intended for me, but God allowed them to happen so I can see what was going on to make a better choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. What do you
1: think? That was a powerful response. Thank you. I, I've come to think especially lately that there are times where there are times where like experiences or history repeats itself kind of like uh, on a loop sometimes mm-hmm. and it's because there is this one particular either lesson or change in behavior or a different choice that needs to be made and until it is made or until that lesson is learned or until and, and i'm not fully convinced of that right like it's still a developing <laughs> a developing developing <laughs> so process you know like <laughs> check with me in like six months you know um but I've, I've, <laughs> I've been thinking about it i'm like why knowing what you're capable of mm-hmm. knowing that you have to the, the the gift, the right of choice, and we are free beings, Mm -hmm. and we carve our path, and I strongly believe that to to a pretty large extent, we create and co-create our reality, right? Mm -hmm. So why being like such powerful beings, you know, such divine offspring, do we then repeat the same cycle of Situations that are meant that were that are not meant for us, or that we're not meant to either be in or remain in, mm-hmm. right? And so, 2020, I just want to say, like, it was a tough year, it yeah, was, it for was, sure. it was such a tough year, but it was like definitely the time where a lot of things came to a head for me as well. Mm-hmm. Where there's a lot of like self realization, at least where things just kind of like just became so chaotic in a way that. Was no longer sustainable because mm-hmm. it's like when you deal with a minimal um, amount of chaos, or you deal with like a certain like thing. I'm thinking of, like the lobster, like slowly boiling, like mm-hmm. so, like the, with the water in the water that's slowly getting oh hotter and gosh. hotter, right? And it's like we become accustomed to things until like it just becomes it's just unbearable. absolutely unbearable, mm-hmm. and it had gotten to that point, yeah, you know. And so I think that 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 really. Just upheaved so much for me and allowed me to to really like like hunker down am like okay let's figure this out. Yeah. Let's, who are you? Yeah, yeah.
0: Fair. Mm-hmm. That's a fair answer. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> we got so I vulnerable. Um, I have to say though, I think the vulnerability is important. Um, we heal as a community. We're what is it called? We're one collective. Yep, we're a collective. We're absolutely. We're one collective. I learned uh, so. 2020 ends in zero right and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of uh, us experience an end to a lot of things mm-hmm. an end to a lot of things um running into things that no longer worked it's kind of like god was like all right mm-hmm, the clock is up girl you better figure it out mm-hmm. and then as i'm going through like my spiritual journey and now we're in 23 and then for us threes and sevens are great we're scorpios um and threes and sevens are great for me because okay, like my instagram handle is this two shell past 007, 007. Mm-hmm. I actually created that when I was really going through an interesting um, intro into my spirituality mm-hmm. and seven has always been a thing for me but I, I, I won't go too deep but I, I realized my mistakes for my mistakes regarding like romanticizing certain people and certain things happen in sevens oh. I did the same mistake seven times and on the eighth t- on that seventh time i realized i had done it seven times and oh. on the eighth time i've changed it isn't that weird but now that we're in the third we're in 23 now we're in a very um, wealthy timeline. So zero was nothing, the end of things, creation of things. One is the beginning, the creation of things. Two crea- um, is also creation, but continuation. It's like building, building your foundation. Three is when there's like grace and light, and um, now you're seeing to, you're starting to see the things that you have built, force prosperity and so on, whatever. So now that we're in our third year and we're in our prosperous. Timeline. I do believe that us going through the things that we went through as an entire collective mm-hmm. was very important because mm-hmm. it took the blinds off of a lot of our eyes to better understand the things that we were going through. Mm-hmm. I understand certain people don't understand certain things, especially like, I mean, I'm still learning as well. But for me, that's something that works in my brain, not necessarily something that I've um, studied, but something that I truly feel within myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I completely
1: agree with you. I feel I feel such a kinship to number seven and number three as well. Good, yeah, like you know, I'm the, my birthday is on the twenty third, mm-hmm. so I find things. Mine's nice on the 27th. When um, I, I do like <laughs> numerology, yes! look at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just high five. Yeah, um, so yeah I, I just absolutely love that. I me love too. that when I like do numerology and my my with my birth date uh, day, my birth date, the year, the month, and everything it like gives me like a seven life path or whatever. yeah same. Stop it! Yeah, I hear seven life paths too. Uh-huh. I that am. is so fascinating. We're intertwined. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, in in more ways than one.
0: It's so cool. It took um, time. You know what? It took us to actually heal our inner child to create our friendship. Do you think your inner child is healed? No, I think I think big portions of my inner child is healed because I wasn't able to create this relationship as like for example we've always been cool like don't get it like don't get it twisted but I feel like we had a rough start just mm-hmm. because like we I mean I am I feel like I had the American upbringing and you had the traditional Haitian mm-hmm. upbringing mm-hmm. and then like we had to like meld at mm-hmm. one point and then as we've like learned more about ourselves I feel like we were able to really like Combine in the way that just makes beautiful music now, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like by me healing um, certain things that we experienced as kids and forgiving myself for the way that I reacted and forgiving my family um, with certain things, I feel that allowed us to get closer. So mm-hmm. that portion of my inner child is healed. I feel like um, moments in time when my mom would tell me no, and it's something I was very passionate about, and there's no way that I could fight for what I really wanted, not knowing what the next step was, I feel like I had to heal that because for a long time, I felt like I didn't reach a certain path because I was denied that path. But now I realize I can create any path I choose. Like I, I have that choice. I can go in any which way. Doesn't matter when I start. But I know that there's a certain path for me, and I trust that my my steps are completely um, illuminated for me, mm-hmm. and and my steps are guided. So I feel like that's I, so powerful. I agree. Thank I feel like I sharing. had to go through that. Like, but my entire inner there's. Um, there's certain traumas that are very just specific that just haven't fully said out loud, mm-hmm. and I'm a little afraid to say them out loud because once I say them out loud, I have to face them. There's a lot, there's there's a lot that comes from behind it, and it's such a big thing that I'm just like mm, I don't know if I want to say it yet. You know what I mean? In my big age, I'm still afraid to say certain things. It's crazy, but mm-hmm. uh, we're here because you. It's time. It's like when you when once
1: you once you say it out loud, you. Speak. Speak life into it. You breathe life into it. it, and now yeah. you have no other choice but to deal with it.
0: Yeah, I'm not yeah. ready to deal with everything yet. And that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing about it. That there's no set destination exactly. for it, right? Yeah. And um, to to your point about how we pretty much were raised in in such a way that it didn't would really it allow us for for us to have much grace for one another because we didn't understand each other, uh, and all of the information that we obtained about one another was pretty much, like, spoon-fed to us. Mm-hmm. And we had to kind of, like, do rid ourselves of all of those notions that are, like, so antiquated and, like, actually get to, like, learn about each other on that, like, blank, from, like, that blank space, mm-hmm. right? From From, like back to like square one I Mm -hmm. guess and there is this part of me as you were talking about it that was like it wasn't so much like my inner child but it was like my inner adolescent Mm -hmm. that was like that had just moved here and I could like almost feel like both of them just like my inner adolescence and and your inner adolescent just kind of like being like at odds with each other Mm -hmm. but coming from a like a like such a deep space of like wanting to belong and wanting to connect, but finding it challenging because of like these like invisible barriers yes. that were placed between us. Because you we know? wanted the
0: same thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, it. I just so, And there are so many points of yes! connection. Like uh-huh. <laughs> and amazing. it just like
1: kept like, you know, like enter like interweaving. Mm-hmm. And it just made me mad. I remember at the at the time, I was like, why can't we just get along? No! <laughs>
0: Fame <laughs> Finger. Oh, man. This Right? Yeah, I said the same thing. It is, for those who don't know, me and Tess are cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're cousins. We're very close. I like, like my cousins. cousins. Yeah, <laughs> first cousins. Yeah, first cousins. Our mothers are sisters. <laughs> and I just, I feel like we've always wanted the same thing, and there's always been, like, something. I mean, we, I can't say that we necessarily created the, the, the boundaries, but I feel like we upheld the boundaries. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as we've gotten older and we've learned more of ourselves, we're kind of like, no, F those boundaries. F mm-hmm. those walls. I want to love my cousins. I want to create I I craved the relationship. Mm I also, and then also being like someone, I was born in Haiti and I was raised in the States majority of my life. Mm -hmm. So having someone who was like raised in Haiti and someone, and and they accept you is something that I've always longed for. Mm -hmm. You know how tough Haitians are Mm -hmm. and how certain things you go through, like you're just so scared of not being accepted by your own community. I've always had like that identity crisis. Mm -hmm. And again, that's something that I needed to heal my inner child for because... Haitians being so tough, I've experienced that within our family, where they call me, well, I don't want to say they called me, but <laughs> I've been called, like, a Yankee or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, like, anytime, like, I speak with my accent, they're like, oh, girl, you sound mm-hmm. like an American-speaking Creole, and I mean, mm-hmm. shit, that's what we got. Right. But um, before, I mean, when we were younger, in my teenage years, when I when I saw Tess, I was like, okay, I'm going to go talk to Tess, I'm going to use my best Creole, girl, she looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> Run that again. You did not say that correctly. I was like, oh shit, damn it, and I would like leave. Like, damn it, I gotta go. But like, I I craved it so much, and once we got to a point where like, you're like, you don't you don't need anyone to you know, like, tell you you're Haitian enough, like, girl, you're Haitian, like, mm-hmm. and it's true, and there's certain things I've had to learn I had to heal that I, you know, really suffered with that identity from really young, mm-hmm. and that's something I, I had to, like, really heal within myself, to mm-hmm. being okay, being around my family, because ultimately, we all have different upbringings, but we have the same roots. That's so fascinating. Thank you for sharing that, because,
1: like, I had an, the opposite experience. I felt like the moment that I moved here, it was like ingrained in me that you have to do everything that you can to get rid of your accent. You have to do everything that you can to like learn the language and adapt as quickly as you can. And there was like, it was like, it was still before the time where being like a Zoe, being a Haitian, like mm-hmm. was cool, right? Oh, it was well, like, yeah. where, where, we got like, the, the, We had that pride, kid, right? Yeah. And all of that. And so that is all of the information i got from the time that i was in haiti so when i moved here i would get people like telling me oh you don't look haitian or you don't whatever yeah, and you like i would kind of right yeah. and i would run with that and i would run with that and i also like learned some spanish and i had a little bit of spanish in mm-hmm. me and i was like oh we're going to go all the way with that like you you assume this identity about me so we're, i'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Tell you right tell mm-hmm. you differently and I, as you were trying to belong, I was doing everything I could to Mm -hmm. separate. Mm -hmm. And coming back into myself and like like returning home has been like such an experience because I feel like the moment that I separated myself, like I've lost a lot of the community aspect of it. I still to this like to this day like struggle with like oh you're I'm not I'm now I'm at this point I'm like I'm not Haitian enough I'm not American enough I'm not black enough Mm -hmm. I'm not you know what I mean and it's like it's like this feeling of not being enough and I'm like and I had to go down to like I have to go to the root of it like what what is this feeling of not being enough and Mm -hmm. where is that stemming from and oftentimes we have these like ages at which we get stuck, right? Our inner beings, like, get stuck at. Like, I know that there's, like, there was this stuck six-year-old, and then there was this um, eight-year-old who was yeah. stuck, and then there was this 16-year-old that was stuck, mm-hmm. you know, in our relationship dynamic, and that has gotten unstuck and, like, reintegrated into our full experience, right? right? And when I went down to it, where does not being enough come from? Mm-hmm. It was my inner child at seven, eight years Mm -hmm. old who was made to feel like there was nothing you could do that would ever be enough. You could get as, you know, try your hardest to get the best grades that you can in school. You can try your hardest to get solos in your dance recital Mm -hmm. or, you know, remember and memorize this. You can play all of the musical instruments in the world Mm -hmm. and you can have friends or not have friends, read all the books and Mm -hmm. do no matter what you do you will always... Be deficient right. and you will always be lacking. Mm-hmm. And it took a while because part of being a child is that there are so many things that you're not capable of taking care of for yourself. H- hence, why you have um, caregivers and mm-hmm. you have parents who ideally will step in and make you feel safe and make you feel nurtured and make you feel confident and make you feel loved and make you feel like you're enough. And so, what happens when? you didn't quite get those pieces Mm -hmm. um, met, those needs met when you were a child, you end up having to rescue yourself. It's not so much having to. I feel like, if anything, coming to terms with it, it was really just, like, this incredible experience going to rescue myself. Right. Right. Because I trust me, and I trust that I'm not going to hurt me. If right. That makes sense. That's fair. I'm That's not fair. going to hurt me, and I know that as harsh as uh, as um, we can be with our own self, especially when we're hard on ourselves mm-hmm. and we're being hard on ourselves, we can also learn again, like through whatever process to be more gentle to give ourselves more grace and more understanding and to actually highlight the qualities and the good things that we like so having all of these skills and these tools so you can't just like i'm gonna you know heal my inner child when as an adult (laughs) you all kind of you know cross you You (laughs) you're trying to
0: survive you're
1: trying to survive if you're still in survival mode i think there's a lot that can prevent you from actually like properly like doing your inner child like a like actual Service, You know I what agree. I mean? And so it took, you know, having those skills and those tools to be able to use them to go back and really telling that stuck seven, eight year old, you're enough. And just as you are, you right. don't have to be productive. You don't have to. You don't have to earn somebody's love. You don't have to earn their space. You don't have to like you can you can just be and right. you can just exist and that in itself is enough. And that is something that man, it took a minute. It really took a minute. Right. But I like to think that you know, that inner child that 8-year-old is now like yeah. playing and you know, and confident a little bit more confident in yeah. herself and what she's, you know.
0: What she offers
1: the world just by being
0: herself right. so for those listening that really connected with that please exhale <laughs> because <as laughs> that t- was a lot <laughs> it, I feel like as you were speaking I was taking it in and I just needed to exhale because I mean it's true do you feel like you have to forgive yourself for anything? Or do you feel like it was just a rescue that you were doing? Of course, it's not just a rescue. That's, it's, it's a word, but it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like you had to forgive yourself in the process?
1: No, I didn't feel like I had to forgive myself. But I feel like I had to not, not so much apologize for other people, but I had to sort of I guess the best way to say it is, like, I had to say, you know, I'm sorry that you didn't get what you needed mm-hmm. when you needed it, right? right? It's just, like, this moment of, like, empathizing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I I know this, and I can very much correspond with that feeling, and, but you don't have to be afraid any longer. Like, yeah. you don't have to feel that lack any longer because I'm here now. Like, right. I'm all grown up. I'm independent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I got you. I got you. You can, you don't have to defend me anymore. You don't have to have this armor on anymore, and you that's can be okay thing. right yeah. and that's like it's and and it's like so many pieces because you have like enoughness and then you have like trusting enough to love and then you have mm-hmm. like it's just so many like that's, there's pieces. layers there's so many layers to it and they're they're even like stuck ages stuck stages that Mm -hmm. i'm not even familiar with all the way that i'm discovering yes what about you
0: um i do feel like i had to forgive myself because the way that i treated myself following certain events i don't think was fair to myself i guess um I've experienced things where I just told myself, you know, it's your fault. Like, it's your fault that happened. Like, you shouldn't have done that, like, da, 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 whatever. And I had to, like, forgive myself for not knowing what the right answer was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I was whatever age experiencing trauma that, I mean, I shouldn't have experienced. And then it's like, okay, girl, like, we're here. You've experienced certain things. No one told anybody to make you go through those things. And then mm-hmm. now you're here. I had to forgive myself for treating myself so poorly Mm -hmm. at that time. So I do feel like I had to forgive myself. Um, I, I have to rewind a little bit. When you said... Um, you know, getting rid of the accent and and uh, adjusting and adapting and pushing yourself away from like the culture, mm-hmm. I I was too successful with that I think because I mean I came here at a very young age mm-hmm. and you know before being Haitian was cool, uh, being bullied for being Haitian, called the just come and yeah. the jokes I was like and then now it's now we've taken the power back into those things and um, it's not ridiculous anymore people like people want to be those now like mm-hmm. they want to claim being Haitian or whatever mm-hmm. but back in the day like when I first came here and I my mom was just doing her thing she, she would buy me the big quote unquote bobo shoes mm-hmm. the big big mm-hmm. one girl they were big <laughs> <laughs> but now now, like the big felis, I love them. Like that's my shit girl. Mm-hmm, but back mm-hmm. in the day it wasn't cool. Like how Feli and, and, and Champion, all that stuff was like um was things that were used against us when we were kids mm-hmm. now are popping. They're right. popping. Like my son works. Isn't big. that so it's crazy? But um but I did I lost my accent. I lost all of my crew, I lost all of my French. My mom used to brag about how me and my brother used to speak French, used to speak Creole, all those things mm-hmm. when we first came and I had to commend my older brother for being able to hold on to his French, but then he also had a different experience than mm-hmm. I had. Um, Haitian men and Haitian women do not go through the same experiences and they also say when it comes to children, children do not, do not get raised the same even if they have the same parents. Mm-hmm. So,
1: living in the same household, yeah, even sharing not, the same room, right. it's still not, it's not different the same. Exactly, mm-hmm. especially
0: like male and females. Mm -hmm. or I guess however you would describe it, especially in the Haitian culture, Mm -hmm. it's it's just not the same. So Mm -hmm. um, I do feel like I had to try extra hard to make sure that I did lose my accent and I did change the way that I look and I was conforming really hard. Mm Like I I tried to be American. My mom tried to kind of like my mom only spoke English to us in the house on purpose mm-hmm. like she was trying to make sure that we were able to be successful in school and she was great for that and she again did too good my mom is a disciplinarian like when we're learning English we had packets so we would mm-hmm. go to school do our thing when we come home from school we'd do our homework but my mom would have us have, do packets so we're required to do so many packets by the or do a packet by the end of the week end of the week each week and my mom would be the ones going through it because of, of course she has her math she has her math She knows how to speak English, French, Creole, all these Mm -hmm. things. And she's like, girl, I don't got to learn anything you do. Mm -hmm. So it's like there was a lot of pressure to really speak English and be the American. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I was too good. Like I lost all of it. So when I got older, and it was time to really reconnect with my family, I, that's why I was trying so hard. I'm like, I really want my family to accept me, and I really want to feel like I'm reconnected with my Haitian roots. And I was really excited to see, like, when our family came up, like, okay, I get to see my aunts, my cousins, I haven't seen them in so long, elated. So it's like, when I couldn't connect with um, our family the way that I expected, it really hurt. Mm-hmm. However, I'm like, I mean... I'm an immigrant who came to the United States trying to conform. Like now, I mean, I forgive myself for being so hard on myself. I forgive myself for um, our interactions and interactions I've had with other family because I struggled so hard with getting the language back and mm-hmm. getting the accent back and getting the. I have always had the culture. My mom never took the culture away, but it's the way that I couldn't necessarily blend with the culture. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, forgiveness was part of it um I didn't think ever think of rescuing myself I always thought that I needed someone else to rescue me for a number of years up until mm-hmm. actually what two years ago mm-hmm. and then now I'm just like I'm just gonna fall like it doesn't matter I'm not gonna like I don't need to rescue myself no one needs to rescue me God got my back I'm so I'm just falling like I don't need wow. any armor I don't that need a so knight or anything like that yeah oh my goodness here we are
1: I remember, and I'm going to take us all the way back to, the, to our very first episode, mm-hmm. you spoke of armor, mm-hmm. and you spoke of how almost necessary it mm-hmm. was for you to uphold that. Mm-hmm. And I just want to take us back here to this right. moment where you're just like, uh, I'm just going to fall. Yeah. Yo, talk about growth. we are in this thing, girl. That is amazing.
0: Yeah. That right. is- <laughs> <laughs> That also <laughs> works on like how awkward we are at receiving compliments like, <laughs> like mm, our shoulders go up, we're like doing that little weird like <laughs> smile, like <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like sheepish. I mm, yeah, guess whatever, whatever. <laughs> It also makes me makes me think September actually makes two years of melanated movement. Mm-hmm. That we've been doing this. So like almost uh-huh. two years ago, I was literally holding my armor on my shoulder and then as the show continued and the therapy continued within, yes. within us. I mean, the armor was by the door, then it was just left home. Oh now God only really knows where this armor is. I'm sorry, I'm getting so emotional oh. about
1: this. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting chills because I, I, I vividly recall that conversation when we talked about vulnerability and how difficult it was. And it ha- and now we didn't even have to preface it by saying that. I mean, we talked about like, how important it is to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. but not so much about how challenging it is. I mean, it remains challenging. And have you ever experienced a, and I learned this word from Brene Brown again, um, a vulnerability hangover? Hmm. Explain. So you know how you know you indulge or whatever in libations
0: all night and <laughs> indulging wait... in libations <laughs> and then you
1: wake up the next morning and you're like oh crap I shouldn't have done that yeah. and you're experiencing all of the regret for having <laughs> no one know... hurts. And... <laughs> not even one letter <laughs> but it's it's pretty similar except it's with spilling your vulnerability mm. it's essentially like facing, like, and sometimes you have very similar symptoms. You can feel, like, lethargic, or you can feel, like, very worn down, sometimes, like, really raw and exposed. Mm -hmm. And it's sweet, typically to, like, you having had a session where you had to pretty much wear your heart in your sleeve, and you had to let it all hang out. Right. And you had to be, you know, where you were vulnerable, not had to be, but, like, you were vulnerable, and you were open, and you decided to, like, I'm just gonna fall. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's, like, that's a vulnerability hangover, and that usually happens after like an intense therapy session. Oh, happens yeah. after like you and I have had like those deep conversations about the car. That we none, one, <laughs> n- neither one of us wants to leave. <laughs> yeah, even though we said goodbye like forty five <laughs> minutes prior. Yes, yeah, so those are definitely like vulnerabilities. So have you?
0: So have you experienced one of yeah, those? Yeah, I have. Um, <laughs> I typically actually I, when I think about that, um, like after therapy, sometimes like I feel like. Like sometimes I need to like exhale I need to um I need to meditate, I need to close whatever I opened because sometimes with therapy, especially if you're only like there for an hour and you've just like just bled out your guts for something that's been bothering you for a number of years and then like, okay, well thank you for your time, you've really shown growth whatever and you're just like sitting there like, what well, am I supposed to do with all of right. these open wounds now? Now that my growth is on my arms, girl <laughs> um, I mean, some like when I first started therapy, when I had found like a good therapist, I would be in my room and kind of sulk, like Oh my God! Like mm-hmm. I just told another person, all these emotions, but now these emotions are swirling around me, and I don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. It would really um, affect me in the rest of the rest of the day. But I learned um, when I do feel that way, when I do give a lot, that I need to just get myself realigned. Like something is open that doesn't need to be open all the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but i mean it's important to open those things and let it out and really process those emotions but i need to really like all right let me just take a second i'll um have moments of deep breathing um i do the the breathing exercises i'll do moments of um uh, either I'll do yoga, I'll meditate or whatever, or I'll just say out loud that I'm okay I would I would literally talk to myself I'm like alright, I express myself I, oh my goodness, I let this out and somebody else knows about this I'm like girl, good thing they can't tell nobody you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I'll exhale and I'll feel better, I'm like okay I'm just one step closer, I'm one step closer and one step closer, and then I feel better That's it awesome. works out, how do you do it yourself? By staying in bed. <laughs> I mean, shit. Um, I mean, but, but see,
1: staying in bed is one of those things that I've done a lot because I, I definitely hit burnout. And another thing that we mm-hmm. talked about at, at the beginning of the podcast uh, is was, like, experiencing burnout after working in an environment for so long mm-hmm. and having a lot of compassion fatigue with not, not having, like, a really healthy, the, the healthiest of outlets to, to kind of, Uh, How do I say this? Recoup Mm -hmm. and 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 start and start again refreshed. And so, I used to really I needed to forgive myself for that actually for needing rest and actually taking rest Mm -hmm. and not feel like there was something wrong with me because I was in bed. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so, vulnerability, post-vulnerability hangover of vulnerability session mm. it, it usually involves me feeling like, so open and raw mm. and i do agree like we still have to function in the world mm-hmm. right and so sometimes i'll picture like a like a container like a box or something like that with a lock and i like i like i literally like like visualize putting those pieces that mm-hmm. i were opened back in that box and then like actually like closing it and then locking it away until the next time you know. I physically
0: do that yeah. with, um, uh, like, for example, laundry. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going through something and it's bothering me and I'm doing that particular thing, and it works with dishes too, mm-hmm. like, I'll be folding my clothes, and as I'm folding it, I'm saying certain things. Like, okay, I'm now putting, I'm putting this away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reopen it when I need it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm okay with letting this out when I'm ready to let it out. And I'm literally putting my energy into the clothes because I, I have to move it if I if I get stuck on it like I I I, um, I won't be able to function it has
1: to it has to go somewhere so mm-hmm. it doesn't remain in your psyche mm-hmm. and just impede your entire day exactly yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so I know we were talking earlier about like what our inner child looked like mm-hmm. or the what we more closely uh Relate to or can picture in our mind. So, (laughs) what
0: does? No, you go first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay,
1: okay. all right. So, as you you know, I mean, we talked about like traditional, and that's something that we're going to bring back on the podcast as well, where we talked about we we talked about how we really wanted to speak of the differences in like Haitian upbringing in the school system, Mm -hmm. uh, in the household, Mm -hmm. and how like it really differs. And like you talked about, like even. As you were conforming, mm-hmm. right by losing pieces of your Haitian identity, the language and that was different. Mm-hmm. But there are so many integral pieces that remained the same mm-hmm. in the household, right? And that also, that I mean, that down to child rearing, right? There's like a level of strictness and discipline mm-hmm. that is not always the the most barely, uh, <laughs> expressed,
0: <laughs> but oh you gosh, get so your much. butt whooped, you, you know, know what I about. mean? And, and, and,
1: and the corporal punishment is like definitely a thing that I really feel that our generation has kind of like learned to step away from and found, right. like, find alternatives to really discipline and 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 address and coach and mentor and I and I commend us for that too because like man that stuff is traumatic. It is, it is traumatic, it and we cool. laugh about it, right? Mm-hmm. We laugh about like how right. we get to do to. We them. have to
0: laugh at trauma or the because
1: trauma. if not, we're going, we're going to get buried in it, exactly. and there's so much of it. But um, I remember like going back to like feeling the not enoughness of myself, uh, and being able to kind of bring it back to like that seven eight year old it was a lot, a lot of it was around um, my productivity or a lot of it was around, like, my school and how much I would, how well I would perform and the fact that the line was never, like, standard. It would always move. Mm -hmm. Like, the standard of, like, the expectations would never remain the same. Because you were so great. But see, that's messed up. It is, because if if my bar is you need to, I don't know, be the first in your class, and then you make it happen, mm-hmm. but then as you make it happen, they're like, okay, well, cool, you got that, but your be- average was still low, so you need to, like add that on so it's like it's never enough right right, mm -hmm. the line is drawn in the sand and so there's never dissatisfaction there's never satisfaction and that inevitably at least for me like created this feeling like well no matter what i do it will never be enough Mm -hmm. and the the my inner child is always wearing these like this little um Outfit set that I would wear after school in <laughs> the afternoon. Piece. It's a little two-piece, <laughs> and it's like this little pink outfit, right? It's like these little pink shorts and a little like pink top with like you know thin straps, and it had like um I don't know, like some sort of like design in the front of it or something mm-hmm. like that. And I just I don't know why I was so obsessed with that outfit, but like I would just wait for it to be cleaned again just so I could wear it again because <laughs> I just I just love to wear it, but. I think I have a pajama set like that right now. <laughs> really? And I love it, yeah. I, I'm t- I feel like I need <clears throat> to find, like, a similar set and just one. wear it as an adult. Yeah. If you
0: find it, yeah. like, oh, my God, I will cry. I have a five-piece <laughs> silk set from Amazon, girl. Really? Yes. It comes, I have this, like, it's a pink um, pajama set. It's shorts and a little tank top, mm-hmm. right? It's the summer set. And then it also comes with a winter set where it's a long sleeve bun down with the pants. It comes with a sleepwear mask and a little bag to hold all of it oh on God. Amazon. That's, like, my travel pajamas.
1: I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I need to find something like that done, so, so I can just, like, link. remind myself of, like, that space. But that's my, my inner child is usually, like, oh, and her hair is, like, parted in, like, three, three, um, three braids. That was, with, like, like, your signature look. You know, yeah, it was my book. signature look. Yeah. It was, like, one braid in the middle and two braids in mm-hmm. the back. Yep. <laughs> even, yeah,
0: that's, that's a signature <laughs> yep, That's most, like, Yep, <laughs> young absolutely. Black girl. And
1: I'm usually, like, sitting around the table, like, with a book or studying or mm-hmm. something like that. That's what... It, my inner child is no longer on that table because we talked and we healed that part but mm-hmm. that outfit man that outfit was fire i'm sorry and I'm fire. Still, every time i think about her she's just like you know living her best life in her little pink outfit nice. and now she's
0: outside enjoying life enjoying yes. movies, eating her mango mm-hmm. i love that eating the mango part oh my god oh my
1: god oh my goodness i used to stain my clothes so badly during the summer because we had um canep mm-hmm. uh they're like I don't know how to say it in in English. It's I like mean, the mamones and canepas. Like, I know the Spanish. Canepa is us, and
0: then, and then in other cultures, it's just with a G. Mm. And then uh, I have no idea how to say yeah. it in English. But it's like this,
1: like, a green shell, and then you kind of, like, crack it open with your teeth, and you open it and mm-hmm. reveal, like, this, like... Pink v- flesh. Like, pink flesh. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, you know, try, it. Oh, my goodness, not to swallow the seed. Please, dog. <laughs> my, like... my mouth is watering. <laughs> yes, too many. You don't want that. Oh, so we, I had, like, two trees. To connect trees, you your best life. and you buy jumbo and I
0: know she like, never sent. I'm just lying. I'm talking big shit. I I'm talking how would big know, shit. We <laughs> oh, yeah, tons of that. Like we're in Florida. Like we're in Florida. Yeah, we have yeah. so much access to things. Mm-hmm. lot of Haitians are here too. Like, yeah, South Florida. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. she's too. She's she's under that tree right now because it's about summer.
0: It's about that time. Enjoy that shit, girl. <laughs> yes, bring all me all right. some too. I didn't forget about you. Ah, shoot. It's like time's up. No, um. <laughs> well, my inner child for most of my. I actually wore, like, a ballet outfit. So I, we, <laughs> we used to take dance when we were kids. We used to take, Oh, uh, well, I'll i speak for myself. I used to take classical ballet, um, and we have to wear the pink leggings with the black, like, one-piece situation mm-hmm. and the pink... um With the tutu. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and the pink ballet slippers. And <laughs> whenever I was actually taking time to... Like focus on my inner child and where am I stuck? Um, what feelings are coming up? What what's on the tip of my tongue? I would always think of myself in um, in that space. Like I particularly think of when I was like in the fifth. I was in ballet through fifth grade, so I did it for a number of years. And uh, fifth grade was my last year doing it. And I think about it at that point, just because I had experienced a lot at that age, and then like I just got hit with the like with some disappointment. Like I wasn't able to continue um, with what I wanted to do with ballet, and so I stopped doing ballet my fifth grade year. And that's a, a moment in time where I did have to forgive myself. Um, I mean, forgive myself, but also, like, forgive the situation as well. So, like, <laughs> and the when I think of myself in that tutu, I actually kind of laugh. Just because, like, I Hi. just... I um for like for example like so Tess is my older cousin not by a lot just by like a little bit and I just used to think that you were just so talented like I used to like oh my god Tess is dance, like oh shit like I'm gonna be like my cousin like I was so into it girl so when I used to see you and your tutu I was like grandma's put my tutu on I was so excited (laughs) I just I just really I enjoyed it and I feel like. That's a portion of time where, like, I was like, okay, cool, like, kind of like a way to connect without seeing you, mm-hmm. and I and I enjoyed that just because I'm like, okay, when I see her, I'm going to be like, girl, look at my tutu, mm-hmm. look at my tights, we're out here, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so proud, and just because I I experienced um, quite a bit of, not quite a bit, but some disappointment at that time, when I think of certain things I have to heal, I think of myself standing... Um, In in this hallway, in front of my... I literally remember what my old house used to look like. Mm -hmm. I was standing in the hallway between my room and the bathroom. I was talking to my mom, and me and her were going back and forth with something. And she just hit me with, like, no, like we're not doing this, you're not doing that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you know, I was just really disappointed. Crushed. Yeah, and there's no way you can fight back. Because who do I look like in my mother's Haitian household Mm. talking back to her? huh? Mm. Am I dumb? Nah. (laughs) Nah, I'm going to let her have it. Do you want to live? Do you want to live? Right. (laughs) I'm going to let her have it. Because she's going to win the fight every time. You Mm -hmm. feel me? Mm -hmm. Um, But at that moment, I did feel like something got, like, swept from under my feet, and I no longer had that connection to you. No longer had that connection that I really wanted to, like, my grandmother and to certain people that really... My family really enjoys arts. We're into music. We're Mm -hmm. into instruments. We're into dance. We're into this. So it's like, now I'm no longer in it. And I don't feel, again, it's a connection thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like I lost a piece of my connectivity. Did you feel like a door closed? Yeah, I do feel like, I mean, honestly, I feel like for a long time I was struggling to connect with my family. And that's something that I I had to um, deal with. I I just wanted my family. I wanted to connect with them. And I wasn't too far from some members of my family. I'm like, I have family in Orlando. I have family... um, in certain parts for, for Lauderdale, Miami, whatever. So they weren't like too far away, but I was looking for like my media, like my mm-hmm. my my cu- my mm-hmm. first cousins or whatever to mm-hmm. really grow together. I I craved that. Mm-hmm. So at that moment when I do like when I did think about healing, um, can I do? I am healed now. <laughs> um, when I thought about um, healing a portion of myself, that particular day in that particular outfit would always like play in my head over mm-hmm. and over. So yeah, my outfit's a tutu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out I here. Love it. What color oh. did t It was pink. Oh, see? It pink. was silk at the top and it was, um, it was tool all the way down. It was like those three layers. I just thought I was that girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I <laughs> I was that girl. I had a beautiful slick back bun with the pink ribbons in my As hair. You should. Yes. Yes. And I refused to take those back. Like, I would get fully dressed for ballet, mm-hmm. forgetting I had to actually get there. So I had to take him, take off my slippers and put on my real shoes. And like, my stepbrother would be like, girl, take off your shoes. We have to but I don't want to take them off. I was such a brat, and um but just because like I just felt like oh, you know what I mean? Like you're you're, ready. I was in it. Yes. yes. So yeah. You I had was... to do. That's <laughs> that beautiful.
1: Me. I still Thanks. recall like um, seeing pictures of you. Like you know how oh, you really? went to the, yeah, you went to the studio and you had like you know your feet in like first position yes! and like second position, you, and you saw of course. Oh, my God. I, I, I didn't actually know was that. sad when I found out that you no longer dance. I don't remember if you recall visiting um, when we were like in a teen, like early teen, like mm-hmm. in our in early teen years. And I remember asking you, like, do you still dance? And, like a little and you're like, no. And then you just kind of like you know, it. and then, and then you just like, like, just, like, the, like... The, Let's mm-hmm. let's move on. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, like that that sucks. I and,
0: it, and the thing is, see, it feels like a string was pulled. Mm-hmm. I feel like I I us So I I just didn't feel as smart. I didn't feel as talented. I didn't feel as this, as that, or whatever. I didn't feel worthy. I definitely don't feel that anymore. I feel like I'm connected now. Mm -hmm. However, that moment, I remember that moment, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, damn it. I just kind of like, oh, Mm -hmm. shit. That's one last thing I have with my cousin. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just really sorry that, you know, we were
1: made to think that, like, one person's life or outcomes or whatever were... To a certain level versus the other, mm-hmm. or that we had to grow to go on these different paths when we're all connected to begin right. with, we're aligned, right? Of course. And I just, I'm really sorry that you went through that. I know that you don't Aww. need it because you are healed. That's
0: but so sweet. I and just, I'm sorry for the things know. that we went through too. Be- hold my hand. I put my hand out, she didn't even grab it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no vulnerability. ew. <laughs> right, as we're like pouring out our hearts, but no, I'm sorry too. I feel like. um I feel like throughout our years, we've really grown. And then, like, I saw the things that, like... I mean, I mean as time has gone on, we've had many conversations mm-hmm. and we've apologized and things like that. But, I mean, I apologize for my younger self for not being able to, like understand but was keeping us from like really connecting mm-hmm. but then again you have to forgive yourself also mm-hmm. like how would you have known Right. you know what I mean Right. and that's what it's about forgiving your inner child is acknowledging certain things, hugging yourself like you have to, you don't have to physically but I mean physically works too mm-hmm. but hugging yourself in, in, in that mental space where you feel okay mm-hmm. with the things you've experienced and you acknowledge it and you acknowledge the growth that is already put before you, everything that's meant for you is already laid out for you and you have that free will and that choice to make to to make to get there Mm -hmm. continuing to go through that cycle of like um reliving certain choices and and so on like you have to get to that point where you're like okay Mm -hmm. i see it i acknowledge it i forgive myself or whatever you have to do because everybody of course is different they experience Mm -hmm. different things and once you've and you'll know you know when, when you're you in child, out. yeah. Oh my god, inner god inner yeah, you feel
1: it. There's like a lightness that comes. I remember one of the like some of the most powerful words that were ever said to me, um, were it's not your fault,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I remember. Like I watched, um, oh my God, it's not what dreams may come. I forgot what it's I called.
0: I heard What dreams may come. You what, said? No,
1: what dreams? What, <laughs> what what dream? what dreams may come? But it's not that. Oh, it's okay. not that. It's um, it's with um, uh, Matt Damon actually, and hmm. um, Ro- Robin Williams may you rest in peace. And it's about like how he's like this genius, right? Who went to, who could figure things out, but he worked as a as a custodian at one of the universities, and he actually like was able to figure out this like unsolvable like uh, equation.
0: Robin Williams and played that character? Mm-hmm. He played that character. It, was Robin, that it wasn't
1: him. Like Robin Williams was, was a therapist that he ended up seeing oh. because he had behavioral issues. Okay. And I remember there was a scene like there's like they, they talked about like therapy, right? Like how he didn't want he was very reticent to like open up, but mm-hmm. then he ended up doing it. And then you inevitably get up to a moment in your journey where you get like you break that glass, mm-hmm. they call, like breaking the glass and And it was really at the point where he started talking about, like, his trauma growing up and Mm -hmm. what his household was like and how it felt like, you know, how it was, like, terror. And Robin Williams, the therapist, would, like, was looking at him and was like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And he kept repeating it over and over and over again. And at first he was like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And he's like, no, I don't think you hear me. Mm -hmm. It is not your fault. And he was like, stop messing with me because he blamed so much and like he blamed himself so for so much mm-hmm. of it and he saw himself as the issue there was so much shame that was buried in. and I was like "Ooh, that's awesome and I remember I never thought that I would get to that point in my own journey mm-hmm. and then hearing that being said to me at the time by my therapist mm-hmm. whew, there is something about it that is just like when you grow up believing that it's your fault if you get hit. It's your fault if something happens. You are responsible for every single thing that happens to you as a child. Mm -hmm. And you should have known better to protect yourself as opposed to having, like, you know, that protection... Just kind of freely given, and it's not anyone's fault. And like, just to say, you know, we give what we can, mm-hmm. and we give what we have. We can't give what we don't. Right. And generational oh, yes. trauma is real. And sometimes the way that our parents were brought up, you know, kind of transpire into the way that we then get brought up, right? right? And, and that's their own that. healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their own healing journey to to go on or to to happen or not to happen. Right. But I just I'm so proud of us for breaking that cycle, and I'm mm-hmm. so proud of us for learning and never stopping to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's amazing and I'm just I'm so happy. But if you're listening, it's not your fault.
0: Yes.
1: It's not. It's not. Forgive yourself. Forgive Hug yourself. yourself. Spend Hug time yourself. with yourself.
0: Exactly. Yes. Love I on love yourself. You. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> And we love you guys. We love you so much. <laughs> it's been good. Yes. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like um when we do get together, we have our, like, off-mic off, off mic therapy one-on-one. And I really enjoyed saying this out loud and putting it out into, like, mm-hmm. the universe mm-hmm. and having our listeners hear us and be part of it as well. It just feels like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, as part of our intro says, is as you know, it's definitely a time for you to listen in, take a deep breath. And I yeah. really hope that you guys are taking that moment to breathe and Let's close it out with like, something good. This We got a chance to be vulnerable. We're going to close you up so you don't enter your next space. Yes. <laughs> close that box. Exactly. Picture yourself just
1: like locking it away for a little bit. Exactly. You don't have to talk about that right exactly. now. Exactly. Go on Amazon. Apparently there's like fire
0: pajamas. <laughs> fire pajamas. <laughs> I should get a freaking affiliation code so I can get that uh percentage boo because Amazon got me by a chokehold, okay? Oh, girl. No matter
1: how much I try to stay away, I just can't. it just, just <laughs> all the time. Time. It's just yep. always
0: something I need, mm-hmm. and then my mom sends me things, which is worse. I'm like, oh, if she needs something, I probably need it, something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Next Let's thing just, you know, like, I'm, just make it one delivery, right? Exactly. Next thing you know, exactly. I mean, next I'm, next you know the- I'm on Amazon. <laughs> now I have free delivery. guys spent over a hundred dollars. <laughs> I love it. It's a mess, but um, we just want to say thank you to you guys for continuing to support us. Thank you for listening in all the way to the end um, and vibing with us. And again, this has been The Melanated Poofing Podcast with with Destiny. Until Until next time. Bye.